Welcome to Sparking Wholeness, where we talk all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Erin Carey. I'm a survivor of bipolar disorder and a self-proclaimed nutrition nerd who loves asking why. As a certified integrative nutrition health coach, my goal is to help people find balance, and I want to help you find ways to spark wholeness in your life. For more information, check out sparkingwholeness.com or on the Instagram handle, Sparking Wholeness. And now, get ready for today's awesome show. Hey everyone, it's Erin Carey, and today I am speaking with Dina Kareem. I'm super excited about this. She is the owner and founder of Good D's. That is spelled G-O-O-D-D-E-E apostrophe S, but it's a nice play on words because it's like goodies too. And so this is a company that brings you delicious, low-carb, sugar-free baking mixes for all sorts of things like cake and brownies and breads and, I mean... It's going to blow your mind what she has come up with. And I'm just excited for you guys to get to hear from Dina and and learn what she's doing. So Dina, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about this conversation. So let's let's hear a little bit about you and your story and how you got started and um, how you grew an empire (laughs) just from trying to figure out how to bake low carb foods. Sure. Yeah. So I had, I have two boys and I had my first one in 2012 and my whole life, honestly, I went up and down with my weight and I would, I could lose pretty easily. I can gain really easily. And so I, after I had him doing what I was doing, wasn't working anymore. And I realized I didn't really have a healthy relationship with food. If I was honest with myself, uh, diabetes runs in my family. My mom has it. My grandfather, God rest his soul had it. And I was like, I need to change. I'm I wasn't even 30 yet and I just felt unhealthy and it was kind of depressing to be honest. So I was like, okay, I need to find something that works for me. I remember doing Atkins when I was in high school and I go, okay, let me see. And it, you know, I've talked to doctors since then and it really just, some people do better with carbs than others. I don't do well with carbs and sugar. It's literally in my blood. My family doesn't do well with that. So I discovered the ketogenic diet and this was like way in the beginning I mean, there obviously there are people who've been doing it for decades, but you know it wasn't as popular as as it is now. I did it. I lost weight, but it wasn't even just the weight. I finally felt like I had a good relationship with food. It was very freeing. Um, it's not you know it's not like that for everybody, but it was for me. And it's something that even when I've you know I have my bouts where I maybe I can't be keto for a small period of time. Um, I think that's only happened once or twice. Uh, I always go back to it. So it's kind of like you kind of a little home base. And while I was doing that, I love to cook. I love to bake. And I was like, okay, I need to have something sweet. So I researched all these ingredients that are now so common, but back then finding blanched almond flour and sunflower seed flour, it was weird, right? Coconut flour. And it was much more expensive. And I just started experimenting. And so I made some cookies and I let my sister, I have my big sister here in New York, and I'm one of four girls and I let her try it. I go, they're sugar-free. She goes, really? They're so good. And just very offhand, she said, uh, you should sell them. And I literally took that idea and I was like, I should sell them. And she even to this day was like, I mean, that's the joke in my family. I take something that maybe they said, and I literally run with it. So we'll talk about maybe going out to eat and I'll have already booked the restaurant while we're talking. And they're just like, oh, we were just having a discussion. So uh, I did it. 
Um, I started baking and baking and baking. And then I told my husband, I was like agonizing. Should I do coconut oil? Should I do grass fed butter? And I was like, you know what? Let me give the option to the customer. I'm going to make mixes instead. And that's literally just how it started. I and I was raising my now eight-year-old at the time. He was only one uh, and doing the research for the company while I was also working. And at that time, I actually worked remote before it became a thing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, doing digital marketing. And so I was working and I had my kitty Ibby. And then I was like, I'm going to start this company. And thank you for knowing that it was a play on words. It was a play on goodies and goodies and my name D Dina. And then so D, so I appreciate that. And yeah, and I just went with it. I started with $5,000 from my savings. I found, I took me forever. I finally found a co-packer that would take me on because I was a small client. No one really, when you're not making that much, they're not really interested. And then I started shipping and doing it from my apartment because <laughs> we're wow. near city. No one really has homes. Um, you're really lucky. And so um, we're in the city. So I had like just these cases of chocolate chip cookie mix. And my husband was like freaked out when he came home. I was like, huh? And so (laughs) he's like, we already don't have space, but okay. And then I just started, I said for about eight months. So I started in um, October of 2015. A month later, I found out I was pregnant with my second, Mr. Gus. And I actually got fired from not fired um i got i was made redundant and i was a contractor so i didn't get a package about eight months pregnant and that was so that was in 2016 and so i had by then already developed the second my brownie mix and this is the story i tell everybody is that i mean i didn't pay myself at that point i I didn't pay myself till probably almost two years in and so at that point hadn't even been a year and I was in the hospital doing my C-section for Gus. And I told my husband, uh, can you believe it? He was, what, are you okay? I was like, oh my God, my brownies hit number one on Amazon. I remember I was like in shock. Wow. I had just released, it was my second one. I mean, it's, it was slow, right? It cost money. I'm reinvesting in myself. I was pregnant. I had the other job and then I didn't have the other job anymore. And he goes, it hit number one. I go, yeah. And it was, I think that was the moment where like, okay, this is, this is your chance. Like go all in and let's see if it works or not. And I, I went all in. Um, I, you know, like I said, I started developing more. I had to finally get um, obviously a warehouse to do the shipment cause I couldn't ship anymore, but I did ship until Gus was almost a year old. So it was like, I had a system. Ibby would go to pre-K and the stroller. I'd come back. Gus would be breastfeeding. So I'd print everything out. <laughs> the label. And then I would, so I did everything for a long time. And then um, he's napping. I'd pack everything and put it under the stroller. I'd drop it at the post office. Then we'd go pick up Ibby and then we'd start all over again. I would do most of like the, I guess, office work when they're asleep. And I would try to do my kind of R and D because they're my formula. So I actually have to do the research and development because I am the person. So, you know, I, I used my ergo a lot. So Gus would be hanging here it would be my taste tester. And I just, ma- I incorporated it as much as I could. And then now we have over 30 items and it's really cool and really fun. So many items. Yeah. And, and they're all, there's some really creative things there. And I, I have so many questions about that, which we will get to, but um, I just, I love, well, there are a few things that I want to touch on that I think are really cool. Number one, you are just, you're a regular mom that had this idea and you went with it. And like, I just think that's so inspiring 
to hear. And you did it while you were breastfeeding, while your babies were hanging on you, you know, like, and it's hard. It's a lot, but um, man, what a cool story. The other thing I, I really appreciate how you mentioned um, that this is the individualized nutrition or way of eating lifestyle that works for you. And I, I think that's really cool. And I think that's what people, and I always like to promote that on, on my show too, is just finding something that works for you. Yes. That makes you feel good. And it, it makes you function at optimal level, right? Like, cause that's what we want, especially as moms, we, we need mental clarity. So um, I love that. I, I love that you mentioned that. And so I'm, I'm excited. So tell me a little bit more about coming up with these low carb because they, and they are grain free, they're allergen, allergen free for the most part. I mean, because like you said, you can add in, people can add in their own um, butter or oil or whatever. It doesn't have to be, you right. know, tell yeah. 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 What are, what are some of the bases of your mixes? Sure. Um, so I actually started originally with sunflower seed flour. Uh, so I was nut free from the get go, which was a little different. Wow. I think I got up to six mixes. I mean, I have more now, obviously that have other options. And then I was like, you know what, let me, there are some things I want to do with almond flour. So I have to find a place that would make them for me. Um, and then that's when things kind of just took off <laughs> running that I did it. And then um, I have a mix that's with watermelon seed flour. So that's really fun. That was really cool. Wow. Uh, that's my carrot cake mix. So I wanted to keep it nut free, but try something different. And watermelon seed flour is a really cool ingredient. And I think that is probably what makes me, that differentiates me a little bit. Um, one, I make everything. So I know what's going in it. I know how to use it. And the other thing is I am not afraid. I'm all about quality. So I would rather make less money on something but it be of the highest quality. And so, you know, my whole goal is I want it to taste just as good as the higher carb counterpart, but I'm, I will not sacrifice quality. So, I mean, I've had conversations even with co-packers like, well, you know, you, these are expensive ingredients. I was like, but that's my, okay, that's fine. You know, (laughs) yes, I'm a business. Yes. I need to make money, but I'm not going to sacrifice quality and I'm not going to sacrifice innovation either because that product won't make me as much money. It won't have as high margins. I, that's not why I started. So, you know, I think that's probably, I, I think that's why I can be a little bit more innovative with what I'm doing because I don't let that limit me. The watermelon, you said watermelon seed flour, I didn't even know that was a thing. Which, which mix yeah. is that in? Carrot cake. So I did it. I did oh, it that's mix, right. Okay. Yeah. It, I do it mixed with sunflower seed flour, but it's just like, I really, really wanted to use it. And I don't just use something so that it sounds cool. It has to fit in, in an organic kind of way. And it just worked out so well. It just happened to do it. And I actually don't have another mix that uses it. It just really worked out for that mix. That is awesome. I'm going to have to try that. And I, I do like that. Not some of them do have almond flour, but some of them don't. And I like that. I have a sister who has a nut allergy and she's always telling me every time you try to do low carb things, I can't have them, you know, <laughs> which is, which is true. That does put people in a bind. I actually started with some, I, my original, original cookie was almond flour. And then I wanted, I wanted to be able to like kind of test it on people. So I switched it to sunflower because no nuts were, they weren't allowed in my son's nursery. So that's how I tested it on the moms. And then it went that way because I, I mean, 
especially in New York, they're very strict about no nuts, um, as they should be. It's dangerous mm-hmm. if someone has that. Yeah, so that's how it started. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I love how you have made an effort to let people individualize things for their own health needs and using different types of flowers because, yeah, there are a lot of different allergies and sensitivities out there. But with that, I want to take a second and pause and thank our sponsor for today's episode. This is a great time to talk about this. Today's episode is sponsored by Ancient Nutrition. Now, collagen is a hot term these days in the health world, and you don't have to scroll very far down your newsfeed to find a story about the restorative effects of collagen. I've talked about it quite a bit on this podcast, on my blog. I have used collagen in lots of recipes for myself, but I really love the formula from Ancient Nutrition because I am all about quality, and that is what they provide. All Ancient Nutrition products are made from the highest quality ingredients. They are all rigorously and repeatedly tested for purity. And I really want to highlight their best-selling multi-collagen protein powder because it includes five types of collagen. Not all collagen products have this. Some have one type, some have two types. But this is the first and only collagen on the market with clinically studied ingredients proven to help reduce joint discomfort as early as day one, improve fine lines and wrinkles. We love that after four weeks. And then it transforms overall skin tone after eight weeks. So what I really love about the multi-collagen protein powder is that it's unflavored. And so you can put it in your coffee and you're starting your day with a little bit of gut health boosting benefits right in your coffee. And you know how I talk about that all the time as well. I love that. You can even add it to your baked goods. I have added this protein powder, this collagen protein powder to my kids' pancakes, to their waffles. They don't know that it's there, but I'll also say they have a lot of good flavors and a bone broth protein that I really like. Salted caramel's amazing. Vanilla's great. So proven formulas for real impact. That is what Ancient Nutrition is all about. I'm a big fan of this brand, and so I'm really excited to share with you that right now, Ancient Nutrition is offering 20% off your first order when you go to ancientnutrition.com right now and enter the promo code SPARKING at checkout. That's ancientnutrition.com. Enter promo code SPARKING for 20% off your first order. Ancientnutrition.com. Enter the promo code SPARKING at checkout. Now, Dina, I want to get right back into talking about your mixes. And I kind of am curious, what made made you decide you started out making complete cookies, but now you've turned it into a mix. So what made you decide just to make a mix and not package these cookies and brownies and things individually? You know, it was a weird moment because I was trying to find a place that would make the cookies for me. uh, And it was just not going anywhere. And it was where I was like, like I said, I just kept agonizing because the guy was like, well, do you want to do eggs? Do you want to do this? I was like, you know what? This is very stressful. So why don't, and I couldn't make the decision because you, if you put butter, you're taking out a lot of people who can't mm-hmm. have dairy. Yeah. And then if you put coconut oil. Some people are like, I don't like it. So it True. Was really, yeah. And that's really what just made me decide. I was like, I'm going to let them decide because I'm indecisive in that way. And it just kind of took a life that's on its own because my customers are the most creative customers. They will make the most amazing things with my mixes that I could never do. They design them beautifully. 
they do such a good job and it's so cool to see. It really is. That's cool. What do you recommend for people who can't uh, have eggs? What do they, what do you recommend people use as a substitute? I, I have a couple of suggestions on the website. So we have like some hacks, we call them recipe hacks, mix hacks. Mm-hmm. And one of them is like a chia seed egg or a flax seed egg for the mm-hmm. cookie. That's super easy to do. Um, we're st- I'm still working on a way to make it work with the cake mixes because I really, really want to be able to make them, you know, egg free for people. Um, so that one, you can do like a gelatin egg, but then that wouldn't make it vegan. So there's... Right. A- things that we're working on but for the cookies it's a super easy swap with just the flax or chia seed egg and i do that all the time that's awesome yeah now i want to know a little bit more or a little bit because i haven't asked you yet about the uh, sweeteners and what you use instead of sugar because gosh there's so many different ways of thinking about sweetening things and so i'd like to know like what you use and how did you even come to the decision that you've made on those blends sure so I started off using erythritol mixed with stevia, and that's just from research because there's so many other sweetener options that are can cause uh, GI distress. And erythritol, for the most part, again, everyone's different, uh, for the most part, doesn't. It's not meant to. And it doesn't affect the blood sugar levels. Uh, it has low glucose impact. And other sweeteners, there are some other sugar alcohols that will affect your blood sugar levels uh, almost as much as sugar. So it's almost pointless to yeah. have. Yeah. So that's how I decided on that one. And now I've been using allulose and monk fruit and even made a sweetener blend of allulose mm-hmm. and monk fruit. Um, just so people, it's so good. It's just, I love it. And I've been using that in some other mixes like my hot, well, we call it sipping chocolate, hot chocolate, um, my devil's food cake, the blueberry pancake mix. Um, and I find it just, it works really well in certain things. Again, allulose was like a buzzword the last couple of years. Um, and once it got FDA approval to not be labeled as a sugar, you know, people really had already jumped on it. Um, but again, I only use it when I feel like it works well in that specific mix. I still also really like erythritol and, you know, they're, they just work differently. That's all. <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting. And I wanted to ask about what's the texture like of the allulose and the monk fruit? Is it, um, what is it a replacement for like regular cane sugar or is it more like a powdered sugar or? It's, like a, it's a one-to-one. Mine just happens to be really the blend that I made. I call it the signature blend. It just happens to be very fine anyway. Um, I, I mean, not as fine as probably powdered sugar, but it's just, it's a definitely finer than granule. So it's kind of in between okay. and it is one, one-to-one. I, I made it so that the sweetness level is supposed to be just like sugar and, and will measure out as such. And allulose really has, you know, it's really good if you want things to, you know, when you're baking and it makes things, it browns it. It's really good to make with like, if you want to make sugar-free caramel and it has its plate. And so I think that's also important. And I think it's important not to just use something because it's a buzzy ingredient. And I know you'll see that and you'll see other companies and they'll do that. Like they like to say, plant-based because that's like a buzzword right now and yeah, totally. keto, things are not even keto and they're saying and again a food can't be keto just a mm-hmm. side note it can be keto friendly uh you know being ketogenic is the stat like the, the state of what your body is in if it's burning fat for mm-hmm. fuel so um yeah that's a little side note <laughs> yeah no do you so when you were doing this and you were did you like check your own blood sugar response to some of these things yeah. i'd love to hear about that sure i do it for all my mixes um, I take it super seriously. Like I said, my mom has diabetes, so I'd never want to 
happen. Again, I have learned that everyone reacts differently to things. There are a ton of products in the market right now. Um, people, we all react differently to it, but for the most part, um, I've been, you know, knock on one, very lucky that everyone has uh, stayed pretty steady. Uh, but yes, I test, I test to see if it will kick me out of ketosis. Cause that's really important to some people. Um, and then I just do some quality testing. Does it smell like the higher carb? Does it look like it? Cause that's important to me because mm-hmm. we eat with our eyes, with our nose, like all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, lo- I love food. I want it to look the same, taste the same, feel the same. Um, so that's, and smell the same. So it's really nice when I make something, my kids are like, did you make cookies? I was like, yes, I did. And they are keto. So <laughs> they're from my mix. Uh, and that, that was the biggest thing to me. I wanted it to taste, look, feel, and smell just like the higher sugar, higher carb counterpart. I wanted it to do that for people. Cause I think it's so important. I think we're, we, a lot of us just get resigned. And this is someone where I grew up dieting from a young age and we kind of be like, well, it's supposed to taste like this because it's a diet food. No, I'm not. Food is supposed to taste good. If you're going to put it in your body, it should be worth it to me. Um, and you shouldn't eat something that you don't think tastes delicious or looks delicious or smells delicious. So right. you know, that was important. And, and like I said, I've, I've realized that a lot of people, uh, you know, my customers, yes, a lot of them are keto. A lot of them are low carb. A lot of them are just sugar conscious. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be so extreme. And I, you know, that's what I said. Like, I think even people who just want to cut their sugar, that's great. Mm-hmm. It's a huge step. Cause you know, it, you don't have to be, again, this is coming from a lot of us have a diet mentality. It's like, let's just cut everything out. You don't have to, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You have recipes that incorporate some fruit. Um, and because that works for some people, if it can fit in what, you know, your lifestyle, by all means, go ahead and do it. But I never heard anyone say it's a bad idea to cut sugar from your life. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think especially, you know, with just the, the gosh, the year we've been through and, and we're hearing more and more about how important it is to, well, it's in some ways we're hearing more and more about how important it is to decrease our sugar consumption and, and maybe start paying attention to our nutrition a little bit and, and the inflammatory effect of sugar. And I mean, it, it is, there's a lot out there and I feel like you're kind of ahead of the game, you know, and do your kids like your baked goods? So my boys do love the baked the goods that I make, I test a lot of it on them because they are so picky. So if they like it, I feel confident. The sunflower seed mixes are actually their favorite, which always surprises me. They Oh, and their newest favorite actually is the, I've started making mixes with coconut flour and they love the devil's food cake. They just, they make me laugh. And my older one, uh, Ibby, he's been loving to decorate. So he makes the Just Add Water frostings. And he's trying to, because he's been seeing these YouTube videos. And he goes, I want to make cool stuff with frosting and doing this. And I mean, he's thinking, I have a whole stash right here. Let me just use it up. (laughs) (laughs) And he does. And then Gus comes and he throws like sprinkles on it and the sparkle that we have. And actually, at one point, I think I made brownies. They put the just had water cream cheese frosting. It was really fun. We did it for their school. And then they put like a pound of the, my sprinkles and the sparkle. It was like a whole crunchy layer. And so we made my husband eat it when he came home and we we're just watching his face. We we're like, what do you think? <laughs> and I was like, they made it. It's good. Right. And he's like, I love that. Well, and I will say I have very picky eaters too. And especially my oldest, she's a teenager and she is suspicious of anything I make because sometimes I'll throw, you know, zucchini in there or like, I just do weird yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so she's suspicious, but she tried the cornbread. That's like a not corn cornbread. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, and I don't, I think it's, it is zucchini, isn't it? Isn't there something else? No, there's no zucchini in it. There's, um, I, cause I was trying to think, is there e- any kind of a thing like that, but it's really just almond flour. And anyway, she loved it. Black seeds. Okay. That's what it was. She thought it was so good and she loves cornbread and we, we just don't make it a lot. Um, because of the gluten and, and all of that, but she loved it and said, wow, it actually kind of tastes like a cake. Like it was kind of sweet. So anyway, my pickiest of my picky eaters. Because I am originally from, I was born and raised in Texas. So the cornbread is very important that I got it right. I didn't want to embarrass myself and my roots. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. We, we, we Texans loved it. So <laughs> it's good. I love Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in Dallas, which is just a little bit, a little bit North of there. Yeah, so. I used to live in Dallas. So oh, cool. I, I go to Dallas a lot and yeah. So I wanted to be proud to my Texan roots. That's actually Texas inspired the corn free bread mix. It inspired the yellow cake mix. Cause you know, when you're younger, you get the, the yellow cake and they put the chocolate frosting mm-hmm. on them. That was like the best cake growing up. Mm-hmm. So it inspired that one as well. Yeah, I just have to tell you that because I was so proud. I was like, well, now I got to try that. Yeah, I haven't tried the yellow cake when I tried the brownies, the devil's food cake, which was so okay. And I will say this is another thing I'll add on there. Sometimes when I have any kind of a sweetener blend that's not sugar, sugar, you have kind of that there's a taste like that, you know it, and I don't get that taste. And I think people need to hear that. <laughs> that's important. And I don't get that the devil's food cake was sweet, but not too sweet to the point where like you could add frosting and it wouldn't yeah. be overload or you could have it with ice cream. If you're an ice cream person, you know, all of that. So but I wanted to yeah. thank you for knowing that because it's literally the message I wanted to convey. I wanted it sweet, but not too sweet. And I wanted it to be the same texture and I wanted you to be able to decide, do you want frosting or not? Because sometimes you just love like a good chocolate, something that's not too sweet, mm-hmm. a real base. And then you just do whatever you want to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really have. I've, I really enjoyed all of them. And I think part of that, too, is and I think listeners might get this, too. If you kind of change and decrease your sugar load when you do have something sweet and you have the regular version, it's like, oh, my gosh, like my brain feels buzzy. Yes. I don't feel good. I just don't like that. The fog I get afterwards, the tiredness, all of that. And so to have something like this that actually still makes you feel good afterwards, like I, I think that's important. And so I, I love I love that you're doing that. So I'd love to know, yeah, along those lines, how has um, changing your eating habits and going low sugar, how has that impacted your lifestyle and the way you feel and all of that? Because we do, you know, this is a health quote, health podcast. So <laughs> I'm sure people would love to hear just like a, a, your story, a little bit more on that end. You know, it's funny when, so like I said, I grew up constantly dieting and it has been so freeing to just be able to eat stuff that feels good. And like you were saying, when you don't eat that way, you do it for a long period of time. And then like, maybe you want to have something that has real sugar in it or whatever it is, you feel it, your body feels it. And I think what else, however, it's also helped me become really in tune with my body and knowing what does and doesn't work well with me. Um, I think a lot of the times you see other people who are able to process sugar, process gluten and, and kind of process carbs. You're like, oh, maybe it's in my head and I just think I can't. But no, I've done, you know, I did a lactose intolerance. I really, lactose isn't great for me. I've done, you know, a lot of things where I don't eat a certain food. I've taken food out to see how my body really feels with it. And so it's very interesting to kind of taking out the sugar has done that for me. And it's also made me feel better 
not just energy wise, not just, uh, you know, my mental clarity. It also gives me ease because diabetes, like I said, runs in the family that freaks me out. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. I see what my mom has to go through and I don't want that. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for my, for my children. I mean, I think it's an important message. I think it's, and I, and I know it can be conflicting because now some people are saying, well, no, just eat things in moderation. Some of us can't, mm-hmm. we just can't. And I'm one of them. So I know what I can and can't have. I know my body more. I, I think having confusing messaging just makes everyone else even more confused. I think, listen to yourself. If you know that certain food will just kind of not make you feel good, or it'll just take you on a certain path that you don't want to go on. That's okay. It's just, you're just a little different and that's okay. We're all different. And we should just listen to that. We should honor that. We shouldn't try to put our not listening to it and trying to make ourselves like other people that we see is again, it's a whole other cycle where you're trying to follow something that doesn't work for you. Um, And I'm, I'm very honest about that. And that's why like when my, I can see my sister who is naturally thinner, she can have things in moderation. And I, you know, I see that and I'm very aware. And before I used to be so hard on myself and I said, well, why can't I do that? And now I'm like, it's okay. I have tons of other delicious food to eat, you know, eliminating the sugar and the carbs. Actually, I eat so much vegetables. Like I love mm-hmm. vegetables. And if I, <laughs> if young, you know, young me saw this, they would have never thought I'd be the vegetable lover. And it's a joke. I just, I can eat veggies all day long. Give me the side dishes. They make me so happy. Me too. And yeah. They, I just love vegetables. They just taste delicious. And it's just very funny. And it, <laughs> you know, my husband loves fruit. He can't give up fruit, but he'll eat what I make. And if that means he eliminates a little bit of sugar that he normally would have had in something else, that's great. I think that's a great swap. I think people are too hard on themselves. And I think others will try to put what they think onto others. And I don't think you should do that. I think if you can make some simple swaps, great. Mm-hmm. I think that's great for you. If you want to do more, also cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that because you're, there's a lot of noise out there over what you should be doing or what you should not be doing. And I, I went through that. It was probably about a year and a half ago. I went through this whole, well, well, maybe I'm being too restrictive. I need to, you know, do this food freedom thing and make everything work, but I didn't feel good. And I didn't have energy and actually like my blood work changed in a not so favorable way. So, and I, and I had some more inflammation. I'm very sensitive to inflammation. That's, that's my thing. And, and my brain, I just didn't feel mentally well. And so, you know, some people, for some people that might, you know, be like, oh, well, you know, you're fine. Just keep, but for me, I knew I was like, there's some foods in my life that I can eliminate and show restraint and it's okay. It's not being restrictive. It's actually just me listening to my body and what my body needs because my body responds differently than somebody else's body. We all, we're all so individual. So yeah, I I'm with you. I, um, I'm, I love that you say that. And I love that you say, yeah, use them how you want to, you know, and if, if it's just to cut your sugar a little bit, great. If it's because you're doing a total overhaul, great. I think that's important for people to hear. It's part of the individualization process. And if you don't want to, that's okay too. You know, It's totally okay. I think like, it doesn't have to be like only if you're keto or only if you're low carb or mm-hmm. only if you're free. Why? If you can make nice little swaps here that, that you know and as you know little things add up that you you know it, it'll add up and it'll mean something good to you it doesn't have to also be weight loss right i have a lot of people who buy my mixes who are not trying to do that they will add fruit they will do that but they feel they're sugar conscious and i mm-hmm. i think that's great and i think that should also be applauded yeah yeah i, I like that phrasing sugar conscious i think that's good <laughs> <laughs> is that, that is that like an actual label because it needs to be that's good it does really need to be. 
be. I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. So how are you? I mean, and you've kind of already talked about it a little bit, but I'd love to hear, you know, how do you feel or how, what's your desire for others who try your products or how do you want to inspire people with your story, with your products, with these different blends? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I want people to enjoy food again and know that you can eat something that tastes good and is good for you. And that's a really big thing to me. And I also want people to know you can do whatever you need to do. Like I, I literally did start with savings of $5,000 and I just kept reinvesting and I'm against big players. Now I have zero investors. I don't have a huge staff. You know, I did all of it by myself for almost for over two years. Wow. Almost three. And, you know, I I work with a really small group, mostly contractors. And I have Jenna who helps me a lot. Everyone knows her on Instagram. Um, and she's been great. So it's like a very woman-led kind of business. And, you know, I don't give up. I'm against people who have a lot more money than me. <laughs> so much on marketing who can give out product. Um, but that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to give out really good quality product. I'm, I'm not here because it's buzzy. Um, I was actually here before a lot of them uh, because this is how I live and I'm, I'm going to stick to my truth in that. And I think if someone wants to start something kind of like what you were saying, honoring your body, honoring what you're thinking and what you're feeling. Um, and I think that should apply to more than just eating. And so I'm going to, I consistently just honor who I am and I, I won't change that. I just, I refuse to do that. And that's why I still, and the ones who answer all the Instagram messages, um, I do all the Facebook messages. I do when someone emails me, I, I'm still emailing back. And I know people have said, oh, just, you know, kind of, uh, what is it like offsource that or just send it to someone else. I'm, no, that's what makes the company great. I think that's what I, I love my customers. I have the best customers in the world. I didn't grow into a company. I'm not able to stay relevant because of that. I'm able to because of my customers. They kept me relevant. They spread the word on me. I didn't have marketing dollars for a long time. I don't think I did campaigns until two years in. I grew. I hit number one on Amazon, all that stuff, literally with just my loyal, amazing customers. And I owe everything I have to them. And I'm, I'm going to stick to that. I mean, you can make a great product all day long. If you don't have customers who will support you and spread the message for you, then you don't have much. I love that. Yeah. Cause, and you've only been going for what did you say? Seven years, six years, So almost six years in October. Wow. Yeah. And so you were ahead of the quote trend, you know, I mean, sure, I was, I was, and so I've been lucky in that way. And, you know, even now a lot of people have come in and they have money and they're just like throwing things out. Uh, a lot of them are, I don't want to say copying, but you know, strongly influenced <laughs> by what yeah. I've made and have done that with my formulas. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I make my own stuff. So if they like what I do and they want to copy it, great. I'll make something even better. I think it actually inspires me to try even harder. Uh, I'm a a pretty competitive person. Uh, But really, it's just at the end of the day, the the loyal customers I have are the ones who keep me going. Because I'm telling you, I, I know a lot of these other companies that came in, they just have, I know that they're spending so much money. And I know that they're probably losing. And I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not my competition. I'm my competition. And that's why I've redone some of my formulas. The chocolate chip cookie mix is I think on its fourth reformulation that I've done. I'm not scared to change. So I I can adapt. If something's not working, I'll change it. I'm not stubborn like that. I'm I'm here to make it for my customers. Why would I not change it? Mm -hmm. So that's, 
that's where I'm at. <laughs> I love it. No, it's great. And I, you know, I've tried a lot of different formulations, things like that. And I, and I do, I would not just, I wouldn't interview you, <laughs> wouldn't have you on my show if I didn't say it's really good stuff. And for people to hear, it doesn't have that fake sweetener taste or, you know, like that, whatever that taste is, you get at the roof of your mouth for some things like it, it tastes like good food. I don't know, you know where I'm going with that, but yeah. So I, I would love to hear. So what are your favorites? And I know this is going to be hard. Don't say all of them are your favorites, but what are your your go-tos. So it changes all the time. Okay. So at the, it depends on my mood. So at, at the moment, my favorites are the devil's food cake, um, the cornbread. I can just eat that all the time. It's like pretty, pretty disturbing. I can just eat it all the time. I, I put it with chili. It was really good with chili. I'll good. say. I love butter on it. It's just so good. So uh, I would say cornbread, devil's food cake, um, and my peanut butter cookie that just came out. It was gone for over a year and it had a strong fan base. I just needed to find a new co-packer because again, quality is super important to me. I'm not going to work with anyone where I feel like, and it's very hard with peanut because it's such an allergen. So it's mm-hmm. not like normal, like the co-packer I do a lot of stuff with. I have to find someone new because that one never, I, I had to find someone new from when I first released it. And I wish I could do it with who I use most of the time, but they don't have peanuts anywhere. Um, and so it took me over a year and I was like, that's it. I have to do it. It's the number one requested mix. I go there. Like, when is peanut butter coming back? When is it coming back? When wow. is it coming back? And so, yeah, it's, I can eat it. Well, the reason I love it so much is that you don't even have to bake it. I did this weird thing and it actually worked out. I mix it with half a cup, half a cup of coconut oil, or you can use melted butter, just the mix in that. And I lay it flat with like parchment paper. And then I melt our, um, the allulose chocolate chips that we have and I melt it on top and I put it in the fridge and they taste like Butterfinger. I don't know. It's just so good. Okay. I'm going to try that next. Yeah. (laughs) So good. I will, I can eat that all day long and it's, you don't have to bake. So in the summer, it's perfect. So melt the chocolate chips over the butter mix and you mix it with either butter or coconut oil, half Mm -hmm. the cup, like it says on the package, just mix it, lay it on the parchment, put it in the fridge for like five, 10 minutes, it'll harden, take it out, add the melted chocolate chips, put it back in, give it another 10 minutes, it'll harden. And then it becomes like these amazing peanut bars with chocolate and it's no bake. And it's my my mouth is watering. I just love it. It's my favorite. Oh, I got to do that. Cause that sounds like, um, a recipe I used to use that had like powdered sugar and peanut butter and butter. And then you put the melted or you dip them in. You can do them like in, um, little round balls, uh, Buckeye balls. Is that Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like that, I guess. I bet it tastes like that. Ooh, okay. It is so good. I have to tell you. And I love not, I like to do things that we're going to, the reason I also started the mix is I wanted something to taste good, but be convenient and easy. And I think it can be really intimidating with these ingredients. Um, So my whole goal with all all the mixes, and I want it to be one bowl. I do not want it to be more than one bowl. I want it to be so easy that you look, because you have kids, you're busy. I mean, I had to make this stuff and I had a baby hanging here (laughs) and a four-year-old like hugging at me like, so I had to, I wanted it to be easy because if it's going to be complicated, you're not going to do it. You're just not, you'll do it in the beginning. You'll be like, okay, no, I'll be fancy and I'll whip the egg whites and I'll do all that stuff. And (laughs) that's fun too. Don't get me wrong. When I have time, I love to do fancy stuff, but when you just want something, you're, you're not going to grab mine if it takes three, four bowls. No, you're going to grab if there's meat and then there's like a, you know, a Betty Crocker and mine has one net carb and theirs is like, however many, you know, 20, Mm -hmm. but it takes the same amount of time. You're going to do mine. Yeah. (laughs) And it, and it tastes just as good, if not better and leaves you feeling great afterwards without 
any kind of needing a nap or whatever. <laughs> and also some people love, like we've been doing some new, I've been doing some new t- tips and tricks um, and we're going to start adding them to the bags because a lot of people out there are not just sugar conscious or low carb or keto. They're, they want also volume. Some people don't want to always add fat. So we've, I've been doing some little hacks here and there to save on calories. And I think the most popular one is the brownie hack where you switch out the oil or butter for one for one switch with Greek yogurt. And it is, it, I did it and it worked huh. and I put it and then I made it. And so you, I think the, all the brownie, the whole thing comes out to less than 600 calories or less than 550. So that's like a whole tray. Think about it. You, maybe you want a whole tray and that's okay. 2000 calories. That's okay too. It comes out to where you, you can get it for under 600 calories in total and people love it. It's really cool. That is cool. That's a fun. Yeah. So, and that's all those little tips and tricks you have on your website, right? I do. I have all the tips and tricks on there. People have done the yogurt hack with the cakes now with the blondies um, for the cookies. If you don't want to use oil or butter and you, you have a few carbs, if you're on keto to spare applesauce, applesauce. I do for the kids. They have no clue. That's awesome. Yeah. Especially for kids. That's really good. Cause man, when my kids get on a sugar kick, it is really hard to get them off that. So yeah. Now because of COVID and schools, they, they're not sharing as many treats, obviously, mm-hmm. you, but I, my God, when they could, the sugar highs. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you the, the last question that I love to ask, you know, aside from how people can find you buy your stuff, all that, but before we get to that, um, if you could give one piece of advice to spark someone toward wholeness, what would it be? Don't be hard on yourself and think on your, like, think for yourself. Don't be hard on yourself and think for yourself. So if that like read articles, don't let what someone tells you discourage you. Cause it's like when I first started going low carb, they're like, Oh no, but you're missing out. Just be moderate you know, eat in moderation. Listen to yourself, listen to your gut feelings. Like you, like you were saying, honor it, honor your thoughts, honor your body. Um, and, you need to block out the outside noise because it's very easy to be like, Oh yeah, maybe I can be like them. So let me have a whole pizza. No, I can't. I cannot eat just one slice of pizza. I know this about myself. So why am I fighting it? I'm 36. I'm not probably going to change. So <laughs> like, it is what it is. And that's okay. That's fine. We're not all going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So where can people find your mixes, check out these recipes, all of that. Um, so we have my website, gooddees.com, G-O-O-D-E-S.com. Um, and on there, there's also a store locator because we are in some stores in Texas. Yes, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and some on the East Coast. Um, we're on Amazon. And I'm on Amazon Canada as well and Amazon UK. Nice. Okay. Didn't know that you were in other oh, places. And Walmart.com. <laughs> oh, Walmart. Okay. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You, I mean, being in Walmart, that's a big deal. I've noticed that Walmart, I don't go to Walmart a lot. That's not as close as the other grocery stores I go to, but I've noticed they have stepped up, um, like gluten-free and different things like that. So that that's really cool because people want options, you know? It's been cool. I have to say when I, when we got that, um, for the, for when walmart.com approached us, I was just like, is this real life? Like, how cool is that? And then I think like the kids started fighting and I had to, my moment got <laughs> interrupted. I was like, how amazing you have that moment. You're like, this is so surreal. And they're like, mom, I was like, okay. <laughs> back, back to real life. Yeah. Back to real life. Okay. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. This is such a fun talk. And I'm, I'm just so glad I got to pick your brain and learn more about what you're doing because I think your story is inspirational. I think, you know, just 
on a health level and what you're doing to make this work for you, but on a business level, and you've got a lot going on being a mom of, I think your, your boys are the same age as my little ones and it's crazy. So I just, I, I get it. And so I just, I, I'm just grateful that you took the time to get up on the show and, and share your passion. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm glad that, you know, fellow mom understands. I think all of us can say COVID was crazy. Running the business last year while homeschooling was probably, if I told myself I can survive this, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And in New York City. Yeah. So, well, again, thank you so much. It was, it was really fun. Thank you for everything. Thanks for tuning in to Sparking Wholeness. For more on all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul, check out my website, sparkingwholeness.com. Don't forget to be kind and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And to be really kind, you can leave a nice review. I like those.